Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories about Mark Zuckerberg and Sonic the Hedgehog. Mark Zuckerberg is not the leader billions of people need right now, showing time and again he is unfit and unequipped to navigate the complex issues he's created. So argues InputMag.com editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky in his fiery essay, Mark Zuckerberg, Resign from Your Role as CEO of Facebook. Here's Joshua reading an excerpt from his piece. You're not a brilliant mind. Your thoughts don't illuminate the dark places in our world. Your leadership is not bringing us to a better place. You're an average person with average ideas, and you are unable to steer what you've built in a direction that benefits the actual human beings on Earth. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Great to be back. So Facebook has been awful for years. What prompted you to call for Mark Zuckerberg's resignation now? You're right. It has been awful for a very long time. But recently, there's been this huge controversy over the way the platform handles speech and in particular how it handles violence inciting rhetoric from people like Donald Trump. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is used to facing irate lawmakers. Now he is facing outraged employees over a controversial company policy, and he is defending his actions. And Twitter had this big moment where they decided to label some of his tweets as being false, which caused the president to sign an executive order complaining about social media censoring him. Twitter also put a label on one of his tweets that was inciting violence, saying when the looting starts, the shooting starts. The president is referring to something that Miami's police chief said in 1968 when there were uh, uh, protests at an RNC convention. He said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. That was a threat back then, uh, a, a statement about getting tough back in 1968, and it is a vile threat tonight. And Zuckerberg was like, you know what? We looked at it. We thought about it. I, I talked to Donald Trump on the phone and I decided this is not an incitement to violence. The tweet and the Facebook post was about the protests, about, about, I mean, basically about cops shooting protesters. But what really made me decide to write this piece about him resigning was these statements that he made where he said, you know, look, I looked into this phrase, this quote or whatever, and it, do, it doesn't really have any, it's not really a dog whistle. It's not really a racist dog whistle. And it's what stood out to me is something that has stood out to me before when I've w- heard Mark Zuckerberg speak or seen some of the things that he's done. And I just think this guy really isn't that smart. You know, he doesn't really know what the fuck he's talking about. And you have a situation where you've got civil rights leaders and historians going, oh, no, this is a classic racist dog whistle. It has its roots in this very specific instance from this racist, you know, a sheriff or something. And here's Mark Zuckerberg going, nah, I looked at it. It's fine. And it reminded me of when when he was interviewed by Kara Swisher and he said, well, you know, look, people are if they're putting you know, Holocaust denying uh, stuff on Facebook, you know, I, we don't really think we should take it down. You know, maybe they don't realize they're they're wrong. I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a set of people who uh, deny that the Holocaust happened. Yes, right. I find that deeply offensive. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I don't believe that our platform should take that down because I think that there are things that different people get wrong. It just it just really is 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 infuriating to me that a person who has such a limited view of human life and has such a limited view of history is so personally responsible for so much of what is exposed to a massive amount of the public. Do you think he's really 
that dumb or he's just covering his ass? I think he's both covering his ass and he's not that smart. I think that that he's he had a good idea, an okay idea in college, which I think was basically stolen from somebody else. And he's been very good at working that idea and keeping in control of of whatever Facebook is and acquiring things that might threaten it. And he may be a great businessman. He's obviously a very good businessman. And and I applaud his business prowess. But in terms of when it comes to saying, well, I've got a platform and there's 3 billion people on it and it needs to be really managed carefully because we know already, we know for a fact, it is a vehicle of disinformation, of misinformation. It is a vehicle of violent rhetoric. It is a vehicle of insightful rhetoric. It is literally linked to war crimes and killings. And so at some point, you know, there was a, a quote a few years ago. He said, you know, look, uh, I'm not the guy who should be making these decisions. It was people were talking about what should be labeled as false information or what should be allowed on the platform. And what was true then and what is true now is that if you don't think you're the person to be making those decisions, you should get out of the way and let somebody who really knows how to do it make those decisions. So last time you were on the show, you had scathing words for Elon Musk. If you had to pick, who's worse, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, I mean, Zuckerberg's infinitely worse. There's not even a competition. I mean, Elon Musk, most of the things he actually does, I mean, in terms of the thing, the products he creates, by and large are pretty good ideas. I mean, I think the electric car, a mass market electric vehicle that goes 300, 400 miles is a tremendous idea and he's pulled it off. And I say this as a person who leases one of those cars, as I think I've mentioned on the last episode. You have, you have mentioned that before, yes. Yeah, well, it's, I feel like I have to, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I feel a little bit ashamed of it, to be honest with you, uh, given his, his public persona. But Elon Musk is really just an asshole, you know? He just says dumb things. If, if Elon Musk stopped tweeting, for the most part, my problems with Elon Musk would go away. Zuckerberg is infinitely worse and yet outwardly less offensive. He's a much more mild-mannered person. In fact, his, his mild-mannered attitude might be part of the problem. I mean, people have often said, you know, he's very robotic. He doesn't seem like he has empathy. Uh, that may be true. He, he has been often compared to the android Data from Star Trek. I'm an android. Lieutenant Commander Data. But Zuckerberg is in control of something that is really dangerous. He's in control of the means by which and through which we get information, many, many people. And you have to be a really good steward of that particular ship. The person who runs that kind of operation should seem way smarter and way more savvy and way more insightful and way more well-read with a much deeper empathy and understanding of, of human beings than Mark Zuckerberg does. I want that person to be an absolute genius, uh, also with genius level, emotional understanding of the human condition. And I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg is anywhere near that. I think he is he is off the mark by, you know, roughly a million miles. You can follow Joshua on Twitter at Joshua Topolsky. Now on to today's second story. The Japanese video game company Sega, creators of the popular Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, recently marked its 60th anniversary. But not everyone was feeling celebratory. Take InputMag.com senior reviews editor Ray Wong, who wrote a piece called, Sorry, but Sonic games suck. Here he is reading an excerpt from his essay. I tangoed with Sonic on my friends' Genesis and Game Gear, even though my family was a Nintendo household. I woke up extra early to watch the Sonic cartoon on Saturday mornings, and even owned his comics. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, he can move. Sonic, 
Sonic. The character gave me a rush of excitement in the 90s. His games, not so much. In the spirit of open debate, I've invited InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan, a huge Sonic fan, to provide a counterpoint. Ray and Ryan, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Ryan, since you are in the pro-Sonic party, why don't you start first? What is so great about Sonic games? Sonic is kind of the perfect 2D platforming adventure. It is a game that takes all the lessons of Mario and the other platformers that came before it and then mashes it up with pinball and rewards the player with speed rather than any like points or something that you isn't experiential. It It's something that, you, you know, you trying to get to the end of the level and if you play your cards correctly, you can start going faster and getting towards that goal faster. And it's kind of an adrenaline rush. Okay, Ray, how do you respond? Sonic is too fast for his own good. And the game itself, in my opinion, is just there's not enough contrast in the levels. Sonic is blue. The sky is blue. The water is blue. Like, I know there are some levels where, you know, there's some green, there's some orange, but like, a blue hedgehog running through a mostly blue level is like, I don't know, maybe it was like my sensitive eyes when I was a kid. You know, I, I had a lot of uh, motion sickness. I got car sick a lot, so I couldn't ride like buses and, and uh, cars. But I don't feel like the speed excited me, you know, like I would rush through a level and either die, hit a villain, hit an enemy, lose all my rings. Like there's there's not enough time to explore the level the way you can a Mario level, you know? It's just the pacing is too fast, in my opinion. And Mario is just like, it's perfect. Each level of the platforms, they're all placed strategically. They're very thoughtfully placed. And in Sonic, it's just like, you're blazing through the level. It's like, I can't even tell you what happened in the level. I couldn't even tell you, like, which direction you're supposed to go. And like, Super Mario Bros, you go from left to right, mostly. So Ryan, is Ray just too slow? Listen, there's no accounting for taste. I can't (laughs) say whether or not Ray should enjoy these games, but I would argue on behalf of game design that things like the rings and the things that stop your momentum, like when you lose all your rings, the rings function in a way that's more complicated and engaging than Mario's coins because they're also your health. They track how well you're progressing and you can get rewarded with extra lives, but the more rings you have, the more likely you are to survive hazards. So it gives you an incentive to hunt down those rings that you don't necessarily always have in Mario, because if you build up a bunch of extra lives in Mario, what's the point of getting more coins? And I would also point out that Sonic games are left to right, but they're also encouraging players to explore the beauty of each level and the art design that went into every experience. And every time you play a Sonic level, you will have a different experience. You will find a different part of the world and you will engage with a new part of that art form. And I would argue that I would rather my game designers be encouraged to use the entire level rather than just uh, a linear experience. Ray, you got a lot of flack online for your piece, right? Um, I didn't think that there were that many, like, you know, like really, really angry Sonic fans out there that would like literally threaten my life. Oh, they're all furious. They're all (laughs) furious all the time. They got so mad. Um, Like they came for me hard. And like, you know, some of them, some of the comments were just like straight up mean. They were just like personal. And, you know, obviously I tried to like steer away from those. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. My my take is that there are more bad Sonic games or like more like half-baked Sonic games. Maybe they're all not necessarily all like completely bad, but they were like 
unpolished, unfinished, a lot of great ideas, I think, but they just never, like Sonic Team was never allowed to like maybe execute it properly. Um, and I think that carried over from 2D to like 3D. And for me, it's just like, they were too ambitious and they're trying to do a lot more than the hardware could handle. And they fell short. Well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, expressing your viewpoints here. And I'm, I'm going to call this debate a draw. I'll leave it to the, the listeners. Sonic games suck. <laughs> Sonic games rule. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. You can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Wongi and Ryan at Ryan Houlihan. I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whatever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.